Welcome in to another edition of the Tabby Keg Podcast, episode, episode 486, Friday edition. We've been all over the map the last couple of weeks, uh, so sorry for that. Uh, if you are tapping the Keg Podcast loyalist, uh, Charlie, Mitch, on the other side of the Zoom, we are doing the what ne- What's Next edition for Wisconsin sports rivalries, breaking down the weekend's games, because they all have a rivalry element to them. The honest LeBron rivalry, Packers, Bears, and then Marquette, Wisconsin. We'll also do a little bit on the winter meetings and baseball after that. And, yeah, it'll be a great show. Can't wait. Follow us along on the socials, Tapping the Keg on Twitter, Tapping the Keg Sports on Instagram, as well as TikTok. You can follow Mitchie at Mitch Ross MKE on Instagram and Twitter. Follow Garden Home WI, his band, and check them out in Madison next Saturday. Mitch, what's happening? Wow, a little another little plug for the band there. Yeah, Madison next Saturday I, should be I, I, should be a good time. Gotta pump up the boys, man. When I can, when I when I see the areas of opportunity, I definitely uh, definitely want to take advantage of it. Yeah, I suppose in the in the Spotify Wrapped era, uh, yes, that we're going through right now, it's always an opportune time to jump on uh, some music promotion. So I yeah. appreciate that. Yeah, I'm glad you brought Spotify Wrapped. It didn't make this Thursday show. I went too long and I was going to talk about how I got ripped from a few people, you included, um, <laughs> our good friend, Eric, uh, a guy who follows me on Twitter. He's just, his name's like Packer Badger or Brewers, Badgers, Packers. And he doesn't have a name. He's like a meme account. And he's like, you're a Marquette fan and a Jack Harlow fan. You're a dis- disgrace. <laughs> and I was like, I was like, it's good gym music, my man. And he's like, he's like, yeah, I just hate him from the Tyler Harrow stuff. And I was like, yeah, Fair enough. That's fair. I get that. that I that's get that. Per- perfectly fair. Right. And so, but yeah, my top. I just, artist... I just called you a basic bitch for having like Kanye, which you know that yeah, name should not be see, mentioned. Yeah. But see, that's the one. Besides yeah. that, besides yeah. that, it's Future, Drake, uh, Jack Harlow. Like, I mean, you must be like a twenty-year-old chick. I might be, man. I don't know. It's it's all good gym music, dude. Like, what can I say? Like, I. I like listening to like dance pop and and hip hop at the gym. And that's just, it's kind of my shit. And I, I'm not going to apologize for listening to great tunes while I, while I get a lift in, you know what I mean? Yeah, I got you. I mean, you must, that must be the only time you listen to music, huh? I, yeah, honestly, I, every now and again, I'll throw something on. Um, but I, it's very rare that I will like be like, all right, let's crank up the tunes. I think if I worked in an office, I think I'd listen to music a lot more because, you know, it's just like how many podcasts can you listen to a day talking into your ear? Um, But yeah, I mean, I think the only like music like but also too, which, you know, is shown in like that I am an early adapter probably went too far along on this already is that I I do listen to like my release radar probably every week. Like I try to at least I used I used to be better about it, but now it's hit or miss. Sometimes I'll remember, sometimes I won't. But it's I at least try to keep up with the trends. Well, I'm a, not a Spotify guy. I'm an Apple Music guy. Um, do. Don't really have a, a reason for that other than, I guess, to be different. And I just thought, you know, I did pay for both of them at one point in my life. So did I. And, I was just, and I was just like, why am I doing that? And they're basically the same thing. I get it. Spotify is probably a little more 
social media friendly stuff like that um for whatever reason and but, but i don't know apple music is just as good and it said i listened to 996 artists in in 2022 wow. which i thought was either inaccurate or a lot of fucking different band which is i suppose possible for me um check out a lot of different stuff but yeah so anyway yeah. Yeah, no, I mean, it's it's awesome. And yeah, we like I said, I, my excuse for why we didn't get any for the podcast was that we have short shows. And so like when people are listening to part of my take and Bill Simmons and things like that, like it's just well, so much longer shows and we have to compete with that. So that's why we didn't show up on any Spotify drafts. That's that's the reason why. Mm-hmm. Anyways, yeah, for sure. Uh, so our our subject today is what's next and really it fits. I can't believe how well it fit with every game this weekend. It's an awesome sports weekend beyond the state of Wisconsin with U.S. soccer, with the college football championship games, with a loaded NFL slate, which you don't see often. Uh, but it's also a great Wisconsin sports weekend because you have Lakers Bucks on, on Friday night, which is always a big deal when LeBron comes to town, even if the Lakers aren't good. Although the Lakers have been kind of playing a little bit better recently. Then you have mm. Mark out. Marquette, Wisconsin on Saturday, and then you have Packers-Bears on Sunday. Packer-Bears is not – I would say it's the one I'm the least excited for. I know we're going to talk about it second. That's mostly to placate the people because I know more people care about that than Marquette, Wisconsin, a little behind, behind the uh, curtain, if you will. But as for the Bucks and the Lakers, Giannis and LeBron kind of had a rivalry. They kind of didn't. It was kind of the passing of the torch, and – I started to like think about this, like who is that next guy? And does it have to be in the West? Can it be in the East? Is it a different rivalry if it's in the East altogether? So go, we can go from there. Like, what what are your thoughts on who might be that next guy? Well, first of all, on LeBron, I, I guess I was wondering if that really is a rivalry. I mean, there, yeah, it's fair. You had you had you had the one game I think in Milwaukee. I think pre pandemic where Giannis did the crown thing against yes. the Lakers, which was, frankly, an iconic moment. Yes, um, uh, memorable and, of the, like, top five memorable Giannis moments, for sure. But I don't think LeBron has ever, you know, Harden, like James Harden has said some things publicly that were, you know, slanderous toward Giannis and stuff like that. Um, but otherwise, like, LeBron really, I guess, just maybe in terms of passing the torch, like, becoming the best player in the world you know, over him, you could, you could probably, you could certainly manufacture a storyline there if you wanted to, but you know, they really haven't, their greatness hasn't necessarily crossed paths too much because once look, once Giannis ascended to, you know, multiple time MVP and DPOI and NBA champion, LeBron was out West already. And, you know, they weren't really facing off four times a year. Like they, like they were when Giannis was still toiling around with Jason Kidd as his head coach. Um, yeah. So, yeah, you know, I guess, like I said, you can manufacture a storyline there. I guess going forward, for me, it's, you know, as I sit here right now, it's probably Jason Tatum just because, like, it seems like Boston's going to be our main competition for probably the foreseeable future. Um, everybody else that I would have thought, you know, Toronto has been kind of, um, disappointing so far this year and Miami certainly has. 
and Philadelphia has. I mean, it's just kind of one of those things where Indiana is the four seed in the East at, right now, which is wild. But yeah, I think that also, yeah, they're, I don't think they're very good, but it, it's just, you know, they've had a good start to the year and whatever. But um, Boston has come out and they have a, everybody thinks they're the best offense in the world and best offense of all time. Jason Tatum is, you know, coming out after a disappointing finals and kind of trying to trying to win that MVP, I think. And I don't know. Unfortunately, we haven't seen the two teams play, so we don't have oh. a lot to go off of yet. But um, if you ask me, I mean, I think it's because, you know, it does feel like Tatum is taking another step and that's going to be where we're going to be seeing Boston, I think, in some pretty high leverage games going forward. So right. that to me probably sticks out the most. Right. Unless I, like, unless Indiana is for real, but I, I think we're, we're quite a ways away from having any type of rivalry with them. Right. And what's, what was, I guess, really interesting about like these rivalries is they're all like, man, to your point about manufactured that you're right. I mean, I think ever since bird and magic, we've tried to find the bird and magic of generations upon generations. Like, I mean, Jordan had how many, right? You had Isaiah for a little while. Then it was Barkley. And then it was Carl Malone. And, like, it was just whoever Jordan was really facing in the finals. And then Kobe, it was, you know, Kobe and LeBron. Or, well, Shaq, there were Shaq and Jordan for a little bit, too. Uh, but, like, there were there are multiple examples of this throughout the annals. And, yeah, I think Tatum's a good answer. I do wonder if Tatum, if it's different because – they're going to be fighting for championships, and it's not going to happen in the championship. Devin Booker, I think if you have Suns Bucks for a second time in three years, there there'd be a little bit of that, right? Like you, there just have to be. Um, if the Warriors ever got there with the Bucks, that's again a a really Giannis Steph thing is probably who's the more likable guy. Those are both mm-hmm. very likable dudes. I think it'd be hard for people to root against one or the other. I think the Tatum Giannis thing, pretty easy to root against one. Like if you're a Boston fan, you hate Giannis. They hate, they do not like him. They are not fans <laughs> of him. And I think no, no Bucks fans really a fan of Jason Tatum. I can marvel that Tatum has some really good scoring games and everything like that, but I am no Jason Tatum guy. Right. Yeah. I'm not, I'm not either. I mean, again, it's it's not necessarily him specifically I don't like. It's kind of just them as an institution I don't really like. Yeah. Now, I, I still hate probably other teams more, but, I mean, we'll see. You know, it's uh, – yeah, get, get another playoff series against them, and, you know, they're, they're really annoying to play with, to play against, I should say, yes. over a series and even one game just with – the flopping, how soft they are, and how dramatic they too. are. They they complain. And, they complain oh, so God. much. I mean, More than Dallas. Dallas is really bad with Luca, and Luca could be another guy that's thrown in this mix. But I, yeah, I just kind of yeah. need to see. I need to see Dallas like without Jason Kidd, in which will happen. It will. It won't be next year. It might be the year after. But like, they're losing to the Pistons tonight in Detroit. Mm-hmm. Like, yep. I can't. Right now. I can't really take you. That's. That's dedication to the game, not having Bill's Patriots on and watching Pistons. I'm not Mavericks flipping on Prime Video for a fucking Patriots wow. game. Bill's Patriots is a good a good Thursday night game. But anyways, regardless, to not distract us, 
it's like I can't take the Giannis Lucas stuff seriously until like I actually believe Dallas well, has the finals contender. Right. And I, I feel like Jason Kidd is Jason Kidding again this year. I mean it's starting to get does. that stench, isn't he, it? He, he uh he comes in, does a good job the first year, you know, changes the culture, if you will, um, gets you to play defense or, you know, up to your potential on defense. And then by the second year, you start to level off. And it's looking like Dallas, you know, might – I'm not going to say struggle to stay above 500, but they're probably only going to win 45 games or something. I wouldn't be surprised. Yeah, yeah no, and uh, definitely agree. And I, I think I think that's where you can't necessarily put that, that crown on Luka as sort right. of the – him and Giannis battling right now. Luca just kind of looks like a regular season guy. I know we got to the conference finals, but I don't know. There's just a lot going on with Phoenix and everything like that, where they kind of ran out of gas similarly to Milwaukee, but in a, a worse way. Mm-hmm. So as for the Bucks themselves and the weekend, Chris Middleton coming back on Friday reported by uh, first it was Shams, then Woj made it official. Um, It'll be great to have Nids back. I my expectations, I, I sure yours are the same. Is like he'll probably come off the bench, probably be fifteen minutes. Um, I don't think we're gonna see much of Chris Middleton on Friday. I'd be surprised if it's more than fifteen minutes. Yeah, probably, and you probably won't see him Saturday. Yeah, they they have a back to back on Saturday. Um, I, well, I I mean I don't know. He's got a wrist injury. It's not like a calf strain like Connaughton had. No, good I mean. Point. It, it just – it depends, and I feel like he's probably set out. I'm not saying he's going to play 38 minutes. No, no. You're right. He probably will come off the bench for whatever reason and um, just, I don't know, because Bud's weird like that. And, um, you know, maybe I could see 20-plus. I don't know. Yeah. But, yeah, 20 to 25 maybe. So when Middleton's fully ramped up, are you team – uh, Javon to the bench or Team Grayson to the bench? Wow, that's a, that's a tough question. I know it's a I, very I think, it's a very tough. It's go ahead. You've asked Sorry. me that before, I think, and I I guess I couldn't come up with an answer immediately. Now I'm being forced to. Yeah, go to your head. Probably Grayson to the bench. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, because then you, I mean he's another guy that's going to take shots away, I guess. And you've already got um, holiday and Giannis and, you know, Javon's not really going to shoot unless he has to. I don't think, you know, if he's got to take, you know, yeah, the OKC game when he was like the only guy that he had 36 points. I mean, that's fine, but you know, he's, he's going to be another better defender out there than Grayson Allen for sure. And, um, I, yeah, I think you go. Then you have Grayson off the bench and just let him let him jack threes and yeah. whatever off the bench. I think it's a quiet. I you you build a good case. Honestly, I was kind of more on the Grayson side because of just I think sometimes Javon disappears offensively, but I think the case you're making is he can't. Like right now, like in that mix right. game when no one could score, you needed Javon to kind of show something. But when Middleton yeah. comes back, Javon only having three or to five attempts is fine because all of the 15 that Chris is going to take and then Drew's going to take another 10 to 15 and Giannis obviously will have 15 to 20. So it's actually okay, which is, is fascinating. And I, I didn't, 
I didn't think of it that way. And now I, I'm kind of reconsidering my stance. Mm-hmm. I, I guess the only, the only thing I like about Grayson, if I have to play devil's advocate for the sake of the pod is like, there is more, there's more size there, right? Like I know his defense isn't good, but it's a little more athleticism. It's a little, little more rangy for, for Grayson and, you know, a little bit better shooter, right? And he's been really good at shooting the three in the month of November. I think he's 50%, over 50% in the month of November. So there is part of me that wonders, will Bud just ride with the hot hand if I know Coach Bud? I feel like that might be where where it goes. But we'll, I think we have to wait probably a week before we before we know that answer. That, that could be. I, Javon Carter's been actually surprisingly yeah. okay shooter. Oh, totally. He has that pull-up. I mean, that pull up three is his like his move now, but you just don't have the volume no. to to really, I guess, showcase it. But I feel like you feel okay when he shoots. You know, I mean, it's not like <laughs> I don't know. Not Brooke okay. Lopez last five minutes of the game shoot, shooting a three. That's... Double 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 pumping into better yeah. defense. Yeah, 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 yeah. I man, that's like my least favorite shot. Like if I, I mean, we could probably do that as a podcast segment in its own, like on a down week of like least favorite buck shots. That's number one for me. Yeah. Uh, really? Okay. What would you is, be? Well, uh, probably like the Giannis walk up. Oh, the way shot in yeah, the second half good. when yeah. you're uh, only up by six or something. Yeah. That's the other team, the other team's coming off a make and it's just like, why are you walking up and taking a shot with 18, 17 seconds left in the shot clock and, and barely grazing the rim? Yeah, that's, uh, that's not good. You don't need that. You can't have that. And that's, that's a good one. I, I've definitely been frustrated on those. So that, that and might that be could go with, and that could go for anybody. I mean, holiday does that too. Yeah. Um, Brooke obviously will do that. I mean, they, it's just the way they play really, uh, you know, yep. The Bucks and the Bucks, but also the league in general. I mean, oh. you know, it's not, it's not, not grind down the shot clock to one second and hoist up some bullshit shot. I mean, it's no, pretty it's much not. like if you got if you got nobody around you, shoot it. Yeah, and... we're not we're not watching the Wisconsin Badgers, thankfully, um, in the right. NBA. So, you know, that's not not the case. Thankfully, indeed. <sighs> well, you know, I had to get my shots in, guys. It's Badger Marquette weekend. You have to. I I have reprieve for like. Two or three days, and then I'll <laughs> then I'll be done. I'll be back to more of a neutral fan who cheers from our cup. Anyways, moving on to Packers Bears, the probably least anticipated Packers Bears game in a long time. I mean, the Bears have struggled for a while. Uh, I guess the what's next of it really is more Justin Fields related than it is green Bay related. I mean, Jordan love is obviously in the mix, but it's the question of, will we actually see Jordan love in a couple of years or will they move on from Jordan love and will Jordan love not raise a stink about it? Like that's, that's a part of that. I worry is like, what will Jordan love just be like, fuck this, get me out of here. Like I, I appreciate you guys drafting me. I appreciate you the, like learning from you guys, but like I'm a starting quarterback in the NFL. And I I worry a little bit about that, especially after the way he played in the game last week in Philly and mm-hmm. the overall just what his potential could be. I will also add before I let you in here, you know, it's funny. We did a podcast about Packers Bears week two and we wondered about the new stadium, which is still in flux. 
But we were really kind of critical about Justin Fields, where we're like, I, I don't know. I don't know what they have here. I mean, they obviously have to find out what Justin Fields is. And now he looks like a legitimate guy. I take some issue with the infatuation with Fields, not just because I'm a Packer fan, but it's like, I need them to win fucking football games before I'm like, oh yeah, this guy is the next coming of Christ. So yeah, where where do you see this rivalry going in the next three to seven years, let's say? Well, I have no reason to think the Packers won't continue do- to dominate it. I mean, at this point, although, I, well, I don't know. I, there, there are certainly some level of uncertainty with the quarterback position, you know, long-term. I mean, I think Rodgers is here next year. I think that seems to be pretty universal that, yep. you know, I don't want to say they're stuck with him, but, um, you know, in terms of Jordan Love, you know, I've, I've kind of been pining. I'm one of those people pining for, for love to get some, some playing time. And you did see it against Philly and, um, you know, he looked good. I, I thought that first drive he came in, it was a, you know, they were down by two scores and it was a little, little bend don't break defense. Um, but I mean, he, he broke them and then, uh, put together a nice field goal drive, you know, when, when a game would tighten up a little bit. So, you know, yeah, he, he looked good. And I've been kind of pining for Jordan Love to get, some like to start a game, you know, or two, or, you know, I don't know. I think probably what happens this weekend might depend, you know, might decide what potentially happens. You know, I, I, I could have, you could have told me that starting, starting Jordan love this week and then going into the bye, you know, giving Rogers two weeks off, maybe his thumb gets better. His ribs get better or whatever is wrong with his chest or whatever's going on there. Maybe that all gets better. And, you know, maybe they beat the Bears and they go to five and eight. And I guess you're you're still alive then, barely still. But um, then I guess you re- reassess. But it doesn't seem like that's going to happen. Obviously, they, we, we know that by now. So I don't know. Let's say Rodgers plays this weekend and they lose. And he, yeah, gets, he, looks, he, he looks even more old and, you know, beat up and – know maybe it's maybe it's time you give love the bye week to to prepare and you kind of shut down Rodgers and you see what you got but then that's a double-edged sword I mean you know yeah like he he comes out and wins or they have five games left after the bye uh no I think only four let's see Rams Dolphins Vikings Lions okay so let's say he wins two of those or something and looks pretty good and you know they finish like six or you know six or seven wins and you know i guess the move there is to to, to shop yeah. him and, yeah oh yeah um, no that that's yeah then you get into this dangerous brett brett Favre territory where are you trading away a franchise quarterback yeah and i i really think those who trade away quarterbacks kind of know the guy isn't going to be to that like premier Superstar level, like Atlanta, right. for example, traded away Matt Schaub when they had Michael Vick, and it was a big deal. Houston gets Matt Schaub, and Matt Schaub was good, but he was never great. It was never yeah. like Matt Schaub's going to win MVP. That that never happened, right? So, and, and I think that you know, more than likely, that's what Jordan Love is. I don't think he's, you know, a friend. But I guess yeah, we we don't really know, and um. Yeah, it's it, it could be a double edged sword if you if you 
end up playing in the last four games. I don't necessarily see that happening, but also like, I know this is kind of a, a weird thought, but it's like, what's really stopping them? Like, do you think they could convince Jordan Love that, you know, look, we got Aaron this year and next year for sure. And then we'll take care of you and you can, you know, just ride it out another, another year. And then we'll give you the keys. Like, I know that like the media wants to drum up as much drama as possible as always. And but like, really what's, what's, what's preventing that from happening other than Jordan Love saying, fuck you, I'm out basically. Yeah, I think that, that'd yeah. be about the only thing. Yeah. I think it's just as long as Jordan Love doesn't hear the noise. Like if, Rogers really I think Rogers would have to be somewhat involved with that too where he's like sure yeah I want one more year to just try to dominate again and try to try to have one more run at this thing and one more attempt at Super Bowl and then it's yours and like Rogers calling himself an older brother and I know everybody thinks Aaron Rodgers is a narcissist and yes he is but like the fact that he referred to himself as an older brother like mm-hmm. I, that means something to me. Like when I'm yeah. talking about, when I'm saying to like a friend of mine who's younger, where it's like, yeah, I see him like as an older brother or from someone who's older than me. And I'm like, that guy is kind of like an older brother to me. Like that, that carries fucking weight. Like that's not just, you don't throw that around like loosey goosey. You know what I mean? Yeah. And that's, and that's the thing is like, by all accounts, Rogers likes Jordan love and they get along and they, they're copacetic and all that. It's not like, you know, as much as this situation is kind of turning into far for Rogers, um, I think the difference is like Farvey, as Rogers would like to call him, was you know very publicly like this ain't my job to help this guy. Like I don't, yeah, yeah I'm not going to help this guy take my job. Right. Whereas like I don't think Lo- Rogers is necessarily hoping he takes his job, but he's also like, you know, tolerating it and and maybe going above and beyond that. Um, yeah, and, and- so. To get back to the the game itself, and I think this is all great, and I, I I do I do believe that there there could be that smooth transition. It's just you have to drown out the Stephen A's and the Skip Baylesses and right. all those other people and agents and even teams, you know, teammates or guys who train together. Where you know, what's to say that someone? I always have Dalsman Ritter, but we'll just use him as an example for shits and gigs. Like, what's to say like someone you know, safety for the Falcons who love played against that Utah state reaches out and is like, Hey man, you should really be trying to play for us. Like you belong to be a starter. And you keep hearing that you keep hearing that you do wonder like, when is it going to be my time? And I, and maybe that's also me overvaluing the player empowerment shit. Cause it's just so rampant in sports these days. Like, mm-hmm. I don't know if you, you caught this or mentioned this on pod the other day, but you know, with Luke fickle and everybody, all the players mad. And then, the UAB players also mad at Trent Dilfer being the coach. It's like these assholes thought they could influence a university's decision on a head coach. And it's like, you're here for four years. You're 20 years old. It doesn't work. It doesn't work like the pros. I'm sorry, Bubba. Yeah. That, I mean, that's, that's a whole other topic really, but yeah, I mean, mean, college player, you're right. That at the end of the day, you know, college players are, are getting the bag and, and that's great. But yes, at the end of the day, you know, they're there for not even four years at this point, Charlie. It's like, oh, I know. I mean, half these guys are, they're bouncing around every year and trying to find what's best for them. And they should, you know, but that doesn't mean that they, that the universities or institutions should be 
paying them one fucking iota of mind for their, yeah. you know, for what's best for their program. And no, Luke I mean, they, was the best hire. They, they can, they can listen, but yeah, it's, you know, it for sure. But anyways, I do think it would be pretty funny if love becomes this awesome quarterback. And then it's just, it's just turmoil and hell for bears fans because they're like, Oh, we're supposed to have the guy for the NFC North for the next five yeah. to 10 years. And then here comes Jordan love. And it's this young quarterback love versus Rogers, assuming the lions would draft a quarterback this year, whether it's CJ Stroud or Will Levis or Bryce young, like, so then you have all these young quarterbacks and Minnesota at some point will change out Kirk cousins. It's probably a year or two from that happening, but it'll be this new generation and, Oh, the Packers aren't going to be on top. And it's like, guess again, bitch, we're still, we're still here. <laughs> yeah. On Justin Fields. Um, I had a thought like, he, you know, yes, he's been not crowned, but everybody wants to be, you know, the national media's, you know, types. And, you know, I'm trying to think of some of your, probably like your Warren Sharps of the world, like those types of guys that are oh, yeah. fairly respected, like, um, I guess, Big J's that aren't, you know, talking heads, but, you know, they all, they want to crown Justin Fields because they want to, they want to be on the next thing. And, you know, they want to, they, 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 like, Patrick Mahomes is amazing and he's, he's old news now. And, you know, Brady's look, looked old. Rogers is starting to look old. Russell Wilson's been trash and, you know, they're, they're looking for the next thing. And I also think Justin Fields too is like kind of the model of this like new quarterback era or a new group yes. like him and Jalen hurts are probably the poster children for this like new quarterback where it's like a run first and, you know, where they're really tailoring like a college offense and Kyler Murray's probably in that too. I think Kyler has got a better arm than probably both those guys, mm-hmm. but like, I would agree that. um, yeah, I just think that like those two like fields that they really want him to, to emerge as this like new, new group of quarterbacks as like kind of the, the old guard kind of fades out. Yeah, I, I totally agree. And I, I think that I think that there is this yeah anointment and excitement to just have this happen right now. And it's like, it's not this easy. And that's why, yeah. like, I can't believe how much of a pass Fields is getting for just losing games. And everyone's like, oh, he has a bad team. They traded everybody away. And it's like, I don't know, man. Aaron Rodgers didn't have a good team in that first year at Green Bay. And they went 6-10. and 10, And there were multiple games where they had a chance to win it at the end and they didn't go three and not, you know what I mean? Like if you're good, it's rare that you have the one bad year, unless it's your rookie year, which you saw Peyton Manning. Right. But you at least saw moments of like, Hey, there is something here. Like the Jaguars, for example, I know they're four and seven. They're one, one win better, but I, I just feel like you see it with Jacksonville, like whether it's the coach, whether it's just, the Baltimore games fresh in my, my mind. It's like, I just believe that Trevor Lawrence is on a better path to success than Justin Fields. Um, yeah. I mean, it does feel like, um, well, Trevor Lawrence, I mean, they got Doug Peterson, right. Who is, uh, QB whisperer is probably a little strong, but, Knows how to play no, the position. He knows the shit. He knows the shit. Yeah, and he, he played the position. He knows how to coach the position. He's won a Super Bowl. I mean, it was it was a pretty fantastic hire by Jacksonville. 
you know, yes. we'll see what comes up. But the, and they also got him Christian Kirk and Zay Jones, and they already had Marvin Jones, who's a you know, okay. And you know, the Bears don't have much. I mean, they just they just don't. Yeah, and and, and it, that's they got a long way to go with with a new a new regime and with that ownership. Who knows what the fuck you know? Right. Do. And I kind of said this on the pod the other day, where it's like they're like the they're like next year's Lions. Like everyone's gonna suck their dick next year. Everyone's gonna think like, oh, they're gonna be this awesome team, and then they'll only win like five to eight games because they have too many holes. They just yeah. it can't just it's a it's a, gonna be a rebuild. It's a legitimate rebuild and. I think as, you know, kind of we wrap up this topic, I think that serves as a reminder to Packers fans. Like there are some Packer fans that want to blow it up that are like, you know what? Fuck it. Like we just should just start over, start from the studs. And like, I, I hate the word rebuild. I am so frustrated. And we'll, I'm sure mention about the Brewers a little bit later here. Like, I just, I can't, I, I just think it's such a, like a lazy way out. And I get you don't want to toil in the middle, but if you're going to do it, you have to have a plan on fucking paper to make sure it's not quick or it's not like a long one because you're going to lose fan interest. Kansas City is a great example of this in in baseball. They got two World Series. Flags fly forever. But I think their fan support is as low as it could be six years later because they haven't got back there. And, oh, by the way, they want a new stadium. And they want the people to pay for it. Like, fuck off. You know what I mean? <laughs> and there might come a time where the Brewers want a new stadium. Wow. And and I'm not trying to go there. And Packers would never need one. But it's like, just be careful, man. It's it's not, like, as glamorous as I guess it sounds. Like, dude, I, I just, I don't know. Do people just like losing? Help me understand that about people who want, like, a Packer rebuild. I, I guess I hadn't really heard that too much. Um, but. I, I, yeah, and football is different because, like, that's fair. You know, one one player or one, you know, it, it's. I guess in the NFL, all it takes is one good draft, and you're you're a good team again. Well, like, right. I mean, that's, the Packers. That, that's what that's what could happen with the Bears, right? They got all yes. these picks now, yep. and um, you know, they traded away Rokon Rokon Smith and the other numbnuts, the uh, Robert, Robert Quinn. Quinn. Yep. Yeah, and you know, they got a couple extra picks. They're gonna maybe have the number one pick, and um, maybe not. Houston. No, no, no. Yeah, no, no number two, but they're gonna probably get to draft Will Anderson or Jalen Carter, who right. are they, two they, unbelievable they defenders. They're not gonna. They don't have to worry about taking a Zach Wilson or something, who's you know, right, could be a complete flop so far uh, at the number two spot. You know, yeah, they get Will Anderson from Alabama or somebody who can, you know, at a premier position make an impact, and then you fill in with. You know, you get three or four more guys in a draft and all of a sudden you're good again. Like rebuild is is a funky term for football. So right. I, I guess I'm agreeing with you that, you know, in basketball, it makes tons of sense, right? Like everybody does it, um, you know, like the Chicago Bulls while we're talking about Chicago. <laughs> Might as well fucking blow it up yeah. because, you know, you're stuck and you, you don't have like a young team per se and you're probably not finishing higher than eighth. And Nobody wants to be there and you tear it down to the studs and you start over and you get a, you pull a Detroit Pistons and all of a sudden you get kind of an exciting team and um, you go from there. But like football, yeah, there's 52 guys on a roster, 22 guys, 22 different guys making an impact on game day. It's just, it's hard to, it seems like you can try to rebuild and then all of a sudden you get a, you know, 
your coach decent, sucks. You did get a decent quarterback and then a decent coach oh, I, the next the, year. The opposite. Yeah, like the Ryan yeah. Fitzpatrick, where it's like they wanted to tank. And like you, Fitz or, has done a lot Tua. of interviews. Yeah. Fitz has done a lot, and they were trying to get him anyways. But, like, Fitz did a lot of interviews and was like, we pissed us off. Like, we did not want to tank. Like, we we wanted yeah. to be that team. And the other thing about this is, like, with the Bears having the second pick, if they do win the second pick, they could probably get more picks and say, hey, you want C.J. Stroud? Like, go get go get it up there. Like, that's, that's the crazy part about this. Like, well, they that door is open for them. And that's also how Miami has bounced back with yeah. the, the Niners trade. I mean, you get a couple extra picks, and that's that's actually what the Bears should do. Yeah, um, is is trade back from two or three or whatever, and right draft pick up, a pick up a few extra picks, draft a lineman from Northwestern, and you're good to go. Um, you know, and Houston's the same way right now. Houston has a ton of picks in the first 100, 100 overall, so they're gonna they're gonna have a lot of opportunity to kind of rebuild that thing quickly. And not to go in another rabbit hole, but if I'm an NFL team, I'm not even drafting a quarterback this year. I'm waiting on Caleb Williams. I'm like, yeah. if I'm going to be bad next year, man, fuck this. And that's also like for the Bears, not that they would do that, but like hypothetically speaking, let's just say Justin Fields falls off a cliff again and they're bad next year. I I want just I want Caleb Williams over Justin Fields any day of the week. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, yeah. So. I can't. I can't disagree with that. I mean, I mean, maybe that's why the Packers should blow it up. Uh, I mean, if you were to tell, if you were to sit me down and say, Charlie, we're going to be three and fourteen next year, but we're going to get Caleb Williams. What do you say? I'd be like, Yeah, in sold, done, <laughs> don't like print it, Danny. Well, there you go. Like <laughs> that, that. That's your whole argument for rebuild. Yeah, I guess. I guess I just argued against myself. Uh, whatever, Pat. You think Packers win? Just real quick. Oh man. Spreads four and a half. It's, the over under is forty three. Little should I bet quickly? I mean, I have a, I I can't hardly pick either of these teams at this point. You I just, mean, you just do what Big Cat does when he doesn't know, and he just takes the over. Well, Rogers does own the Bears. Yes. Um, and the Bears defense is not very good anymore, and. Uh, it's Fields is going to play, right? Or yeah, it seems like it. We get to watch Joe Barry fuck up against another awesome running quarterback. It should right. be the best. Yeah, yeah, he won't even need to throw. Um, yeah, wow, <laughs> dude. Uh fuck. I don't well, want to do it. The last, it's, it's fine. You can just pass. You, you, you know, you can say responsible gambler over here, Mitch. Is like, you know what? It's not. It's not a play for me. Is it Bears but, four and a half? It would no, should be Bears four. No, that's a troll. Oh. I know what you're doing. Um, no, oh, I was actually, serious about that, but okay. Bears no. are favored. I would uh, take the Packers or the no. The Packers are favored. Packers are minus three. They, they the line moved. So line, my line moved down to minus three after the news that Fields is playing. The over under moved up to forty four and a half. Um, I love the over more than life itself. That's I mean it's gonna be a shootout. It's forty. It's gonna be forty two degrees. Nice weather. No. No real worry about wins. I I think I like the Packers minus the three two, but I I think there's just many points. The Bears have given up more than thirty points in each of their last four games since everybody got traded. And one of the things that kind of got lost in all the shuffle with Joe, Joe Barry stuff was Packers offense looked pretty good last weekend. Yeah, they've looked right. kind of good the last three weekends, and now yeah. you might get Romeo Dobbs back. 
like pretty solid. I, yeah, I mean, I'm down with the over. Okay, I think that's I think that's that's a good call. Yeah. All right, we're we're in we're in for we're in for the over. All right, let's wrap up. Well, we got two more topics quick, but Marquette, Wisconsin, the the rivalry that only the southeastern corridor cares about um, is how you could call it. Because I don't know if you're familiar, you probably are, because you're a Wausau kid. Like when I went to Eau Claire and I'd get jazzed up about this rivalry and I'd be telling people how much I hated Wisconsin, and they would be like, "Ah, really?" And I'd be like, "Yeah." It's like a big rival, like all my friends, like we talk shit, like whole thing. They're like, oh, that's weird. Cause like, I like Wisconsin and Marquette. I just cheer for Wisconsin when they play each other. And then I'll go back to cheering for Marquette next week. I'm like, really? They're like, yeah. So like completely changed my whole perspective on the rivalry. Cause I thought it was just this known thing across the state. It really is just Southeastern Wisconsin. Yeah. And I would say it's even like Milwaukee County too, to some oh, extent. Milwaukee like- County and Dade County. And like probably Ozaki, you know, um, you know, where, where your Marquette alums may have um, settled, you know, that type of thing. Um, yeah. I mean, you growing up up North, I mean, I didn't, yeah, I didn't, I didn't realize. And also too, like, I don't know, Wisconsin was very mediocre to bad most of my childhood. And right. it wasn't until like 2000 where they really, started with Bo Ryan and stuff, started to become competitive and got to the point where Tony Bennett first before Bo Ryan just, or uh, Dick Bennett. Sure. That's true. Bo Bo Ryan. But yeah, continue. Sorry. But that was also, I mean, I don't even know if they made the tournament every year. I mean, it wasn't like, but I I could be wrong on that. That's so long ago. It it doesn't matter. It's irrelevant. So I, I guess, you know, the Wisconsin thing, maybe just the fact that them and them not being that great in general, you didn't really, think about it and I, yeah i just don't think that you know it really resonates too much up there but yeah certainly here it's 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 a big deal because marquette is in milwaukee obviously and but there are still a lot of fans that are badger fans that live here and grew up here uwm and, kids who couldn't get into wisconsin yeah those those or, guys or marquette you know either way there's <laughs> or da- yeah or daddy's money daddy's money didn't go far enough at marquette so they're at uwm or matc and I also think another thing that kind of adds into it too is like there are people that don't like fibs and a lot of fibs go to Marquette. Yeah. And for sure. You know, um that, that probably adds into the rivalry too. Um so and I don't know, like I you know, Marquette has this kind of rich kid sort of um Notre Dame reject kind of uh vibe to it. And I don't know, Wisconsin kind of comes across as more of the the hard hat lunch pail type team. But I, I don't know if that's necessarily true on campus. I mean, that's, I, I think that's, that's probably, the, probably, probably pretty even at this point. I think it's more the students have that. I mean, Marquette, you know, is from the era of Al McGuire where it was about crack sidewalks, where the famous quote is that he'd rather have a kid who had crack side. I'll put a butcher the quote, but it basically, the summary is I'd rather have a kid who grew up with crack sidewalks than a perfectly paved driveway. And that was kind of a Marquette mentality for a long time. And then Steve Wojciechowski kind of made it more like the rich kids because he's from Duke and just gave off this like Duke vibe to us. And it was not what Marquette was all about. Um, And Shaka has kind of brought it back. Like I was there Tuesday night, man. And that was the loudest I've heard that stadium 
you know, well, it's since the Pfizer inception, but it's been a while, probably since Buzz, since I've really heard Marquette rocking like that. Maybe a National Marquette Day when we were good, but that, I mean, it was a Tuesday night, and I understand, like, you're playing top 10 team, but it was a Tuesday night, and there was, like, 15,000 in the stands for this game. Like, you can't, and, I, and then I just, I kept thinking, I was like, this place is going to be off the goddamn walls on Saturday. Because all these kids are going to start yeah. drinking for the USA game. And it's just going to be a madhouse. Yeah. I mean, it is for sure. That's It's going to be – what the games are, what, 3.30? 3.30. Perfect. Perfect timing. Yeah. Absolutely. Excellent, excellent timing. Yeah. Because then you then you can switch over the Bucks when that's over. Yeah, exactly. Uh, you got Bucks Hornets right after. But, yeah, it's, it's, it's like one of those things where I think the rivalry in general will never kind of get – big like across the state unless there's like a transfer portal thing if a transfer portal thing happens which almost did with the housers and i think we talked yeah. about that and i think i said at the time well, and i oh go ahead i would say also a lot i think a lot of wisconsin fans thought they were getting the hauser boys yes and they and then they went to marquette so that and i think the shaka hire too honestly you brought him up and that was a very astute observation with you know him kind of being a Madison guy and or he's from what Oregon, Wisconsin. Yeah, he's from Oregon. So I mean that's uh you know, Marquette kind of stealing him away kind of might have uh that might have some punch. And then yeah, like you said, Marquette's coming off a big win and huge win. I mean, blowing out a top ten team is is pretty impressive. And that'll be one for the resume should Quarter. come come March. And yeah, it looked uh, good because because Baylor will be will be there, and um, <clears throat> you know Wisconsin gave up scored seventy five points, Charlie, but they lost. Yes, which yeah. is which is amazing. Um, yeah, that's and that's concerning. But, but they look right? they look decent. I mean, they look they're different. I think they have like kind of no size. Like I don't I don't think you can trust Stephen Crowell. Um, no, at like in crunch time, but no. this Asian kid or whatever his name is looks kind of like the real deal and right. freshman and it's kind of a new look badgers outside of chucky hepburn and tyler wall right and um and even chucky hepburn's a sophomore i mean he's not he's not yeah. a you know, no super it, season bet and he's and he's doing some stuff and the one thing that worries me is you know if you look at some of the ken palm numbers marquette wisconsin is marquette really lives off turnovers they're right now 41st they're forcing 22 turnovers a game. and The dumbass def, uh, deflections whiteboard on the bench. That's yeah. going to piss some people off. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. They're, the kills, they do the kills. But, yeah, I mean, this is – at first, like, I'm watching that Baylor – or last week watching Mississippi State, and it was a struggle to get to 50. I was like, fuck, this Wisconsin – and then Wisconsin had a game against Dayton where only 85 points were scored. And I was like, man – Marquette, Wisconsin is going to be this awful rock fight. And now after this explosion by the Golden Eagles, I'm starting to wonder, eh, maybe maybe they're going to be all right. And the, the metrics are loving them now. And they're projected on Kempom to win by five points on Saturday. We'll see if it happens. Um, it yeah, would be one thing ahead. about Wisconsin I've noticed is like they're never out of a game this year. I mean, no. they've they I mean, they could have easily rolled over against Kansas and came back and nearly did and probably should have won that game. And, um, you know, 
just the way Wisconsin plays, the slow pace, you know, again, I've said for years and years and years and years, and I will continue to say that the reason our defense is so good is because not because they're good at defense, but because the team just doesn't have the ball that much or they, their opponents. It's fair. Yeah. Um, yeah. I mean, it's a fair, it's a fair point. I mean, the lack of the average possession, this is why I like paying the, the money to have Tim Palm is great. Like possession length offensively for the Badgers is 323rd in the country. That is, there's 363 teams. So there's they're like only the, they're, they're the slowest team, you know, yeah. that's relevant. Right. Right. Yeah. So, I mean, like, it's not, oh, they play good defense. I mean, not really. They just, they just, the other team just never has the fucking ball. They, they grind they, you they, out. Right. They play so slow that the, the other team only has 60 possessions in a game, probably. And, you know, probably more than that. But, I mean, you know what I'm saying? Where it's just, yep. you physically can't score more than, 60 points against the Badgers most yep. of the time. And I guess the last, you know, kind of couple thoughts on the game itself and, and everything else is, you know, both teams kind of need this one. There's going to be some desperation. Marquette has Notre Dame next week. And that's the last like potential resume builder. And you have to go to Notre Dame. So it's not a, that's not easy. Um, that's, that's a challenge. And then for Wisconsin, they have to play Maryland at home on Tuesday. Maryland's looked awesome to start the year. And then they go to Iowa, and Iowa's looked really good. So if you don't get this one on Saturday, there's a there's a world where they could lose four straight. And that yeah. and that's a disaster. And after Luke Fickle got got high, I'm not saying Greg Gard's gonna get fired, but there's a there's a corner of of Badger basketball fans that what might look and say, all right, why can't we do some of the stuff that shock is doing out, out in Milwaukee? And why can't we, we bring, you know, more, a little more athleticism, a little more tenacity and kind of get ourselves into the, this generation of college basketball. Yeah. And with the fickle hire, I mean, it shows you that Macintosh might be, might be his own guy, right? Yeah. Like he might, oh, he yeah. might be, he might be a little more willing to, think outside the box and um, yeah, I, I'm not right. You know, you're probably not looking over your shoulder if you're a guard, but it's like, man, you know, got to perform because yeah. I, I think he's, you know, everybody wanted him gone. What? Right before the pandemic. Then they got yeah. hotter than shit. And a lot of Badger fans think they would have won the, the would have won the championship or something that year, yes. which is that is a, a dream. That's a deep conspiracy amongst Badger fans because ESPN right. pulled them. ESPN did the simulation and they won it. But yes, they yeah. they were twelve. They they were thirteen and ten, and and then they rattled off uh, eight straight wins to head into the tournament, and then the pandemic hit. And I think they won the. Did they win the Big Ten conference they tournament? They didn't have it, but they beat Indiana to oh, win that's right, the right. Big Ten regular season, and then the woo flu happened. Yeah, that's right. That's right. We didn't even do conference tourneys. We no. We tried, to, we mean, tried to do the Big East tournament, but yeah, that didn't happen. The sad, the sad St. John's uh, mascot. You and I talking about. Oh, it's just a couple days. One of our worst takes. That's that's out there. If you guys ever want to look for that, that's fun. There's mm-hmm. also a podcast of me talking about why the Badgers should fire Greg Gard during that time. So, because I I distinctly remember that Iowa game, and that was when the Kobe King stuff happened. Remember that? Like, yeah, there was a lot going yeah. on. And I do think Wisconsin has gotten better at like accepting transfers. Like guard was really a resistance to that. They've 
added a couple guys here and there, but yeah, it's going to be, it's going to be a fun matchup. I, there's no Brad Davidson anymore. That, that takes a little bit out of it. I hope that someone, whether it's a season or Tyler wall, I do kind of like, like I don't mind Tyler walls game, but maybe somebody just is a shithead. And and then, then it starts again. Uh, I think this season dude's a little, a little cocky. Okay. There we go. I, I would also love for Chase Ross to dunk over over uh, Stephen Crawl. We got some dunkers. Like Chase Ross, man, can throw it down. And I know a lot of you probably don't know the ins and outs of Marquette basketball. That's fine. I understand. It's Bucks are on. Packers are still going. But I will say, if you'll like this Marquette team, if you if you enjoy like good hoops, like you'll you'll enjoy this Marquette. Team. You'll have a good time watching Marquette. It's hmm. myself. Yeah, yeah, we'll we'll uh, we'll peek over the fence at some yeah, point here, for sure. Uh, moving on real quick uh, with the baseball winter meetings, they start on Monday. Mitch and I didn't talk about this. The Brewers would definitely make a move. Um, so we are here. We are, and I think there's a lot of a lot of wondering where the Brewer, what direction the Brewers are going. Whether it's a rebuild, whether it's a a like they're kind of starting to enhance their roster, but do it in the Brewers-ish way and basically be a baby raise. But Zach Eflin, excuse me, just got a three-year, $40 million deal from those Rays. So they're handing out three years, 40. I don't see why the Brewers can't. But I will say, Mitch, and I'll let you get in, but my my antenna is a little up on the rebuild. I I will say that I'm a little more hesitant that we might be heading that way more than I was a, a week ago, but I will, if you want me to continue, I'll continue and give you my conspiracy theory or, but if you want to go in, I'll let you in. Well, I, I, I mean, I guess I, the only thing, the only thing I can think of to feed to that is that it does seem like there's some Corbin Burns trade smoke or that yeah. there was kind of, and uh-huh. I'm sure that'll, that'll, uh, you know, reverberate a little bit more because the winter meetings will start on Sunday. And they oh, go, Sunday. Excuse me. Um, yeah, I had to look it up for you real quick there. Sorry. No, but okay. uh, um, Sunday through Wednesday, it says, which seems kind of silly to only do it for a couple of days. But I mean, as well do the full week. Right. But right. then again, um, I don't know. And so anyway, yeah, the Willie Adamas trade smoke as well. Yep. So um, it could be it. That could also be that they think Bryce Terang is the real deal and yes. they want to and him the keys, um, which it's kind of shit to get off the pot time with that. So, um, cause he's, well, they had to add him to the 40 man because if they wouldn't have been, he would have been a real five guy, um, which I'm not totally sure how that works, but yeah. So, so there, there are some, some trade smoke with some of the brewers key pieces. And I mean, a lot of times, especially with baseball, I don't think that shit's coming from nowhere, you know? Yeah. So we'll see. Yeah. And it- my so my antenna's up for and I was gonna do this research. I still might for like a TikTok Instagram thing. Brewers are having a lot of concerts. Like this is the third concert they've announced. They announced Morgan Wallen yesterday, which the internet was not too pleased that he's there. Can save right. it. You can drop Mitch a line on Twitter if you're upset. Um, and then you have Pink, you have George Strait. I don't know if Pink's gonna bring ass to the seats. George Strait definitely will. That's a a moneymaker oh, yeah. without question. Everyone will go see George Strait. I, I heard those tickets were astronomically expensive. Um, so you have that. 
The giveaways are only 30,000 fans, not 40,000. They're on Saturdays, not Sundays. Hmm. It's just some, it's just kind of a little weird. That's all I'm, that's all I'm saying. Yeah, why would they do that? So my only thought would be that they're having trouble on Saturday attendance and that their marketing team, they identified where are we losing the most money? And they said Saturday. So like, how can we get people in? I know bobbleheads because everyone's a slut for bobblehead. I mean, there is going to be a Giannis City Connect bobblehead on Friday, April 8th. Wow, kicking it off with a... yeah. Exactly. Yeah. That's that's how bad the Brewers have fallen. We we're starting with the honest bobbleheads <laughs> in April. Well, that's interesting because it's a good thing he's a small owner because you know, otherwise that would never happen. I mean, why no. would they no, no, no why would they why would they wanna that's like, you know, teams doing Greek night when the Bucks are in town. Like yeah. I, that pissed me off if I was a Nets fan or a Knicks fan. You're doing Greek night when that's like back in the day when Herb Cole's Bucks did a beard night when the Rockets were. It's like fuck that. So yeah. um, I I never forgot about that. Um, I did not know that. So yeah, we'll see. Uh, Jeff Passan did like a executive survey, and Burns was listed as a guy to be traded, but he was not the top guy. It was Sean Murphy, the catcher for the Oakland A's, and mm-hmm. Pablo Lopez, the the very good starting pitcher for the Miami Marlins. And so guys like Giolito. Brian Reynolds, Fernando Tatis, Colton Wong also got to mention. Um, let me tell you, if Fernando Tatis is available, I'm willing to have a discussion. Yeah, I mean, the Brewers would probably have, I would think, well, first of all, San, trading San Diego makes me nervous. Yeah, that's, but, that is um, true. I don't know if I want to get – I, I also want to trade Chirio. I just want to – at that for the record, like that's not a I would move trio for. I don't think there's anything I would move trio for. Yeah, you probably wouldn't. No, um, I don't I, Brewers would I, either. By the way, I don't. I, mean, I don't know. Yeah, I mean the potential is it's too large off off the charts. Um, but yeah, there's probably nobody. Oh, there's got to be. I mean. Yeah, I mean, right. Like, but I'm I'm trying to think of who that guy who that guy even would be, right? Like, if those are the guys listed, you know, none of those guys are like, hey, I'd move it for Chirio. I guess, right? Like, if you, Alex Bregman, maybe. Yeah, I mean, or if like Trey Turner was like not a free agent, like I think Trey Turner would be. Sure. I can't believe that some people think Correa is going to get more money than Trey Turner, um, and that's also why I think the Adamas smoke's happening. Because there are so many shortstops available that the Brewers are kind of sneaking around and saying, hey, do you really want to pay Dansby Swanson $20 million a year? Do you really want to do that? Why not just take Willie Adams? And and, and part of it could be the your point on Terang. But, man, if you're going to rely on a lot of young guys, and I think you can sell that to the fans, I really do. I just think we need to have a realistic conversation about what's the ceiling, but and it maybe not be it it would be it would feel like a rebuild without a rebuild. Um, I just think I just think that they do need to mix in another young guy. Hundred percent. I I don't disagree with that at all. Thank thank God Mike Brasso got brought back for for one year. Might as well. 
council guy, you know, one one point two million. What what is that? I mean, that's fine. Um, I mean, I think that's that's okay. Um, but yeah, I, I really it's against hope. lefties. I, I can't. I got to give him that. Yeah, but yeah, I don't know. We'll see, man. It should be fascinating. I'll be fat. I really. I, okay, so here's a great question to kind of wrap us up here. If you would, would you rather have Aaron Judge go to the Giants or would you or Trey Turner inside the division? Hmm. Probably Aaron Judge to the Giants. Yeah, just because I don't. I mean, I don't need Trey Turner on the Cubs or the Cardinals. No, I mean, um, our friend Mike would be insufferable if the if the Cubs got Trey Turner. Like, well, Mike's Mike started to feel himself as a Chicago fan a little bit recently, and we just can't have that. We just can't, just can't have it. Yeah. He already got the Bulls game over us the other day. Right. And exactly. You can't get Trey Turner. That's the rules. I mean, but the Bucks lost that game more than the Bulls won it. Oh, as oh, usual. oh 100%. <laughs> Bucks, Bucks didn't want to be there. They just wanted to get to Thanksgiving. They're like, can we fucking leave? Like, you know, Pat's looking to grind on something at the heart, like for Blackout Wednesday. Like, you know, <laughs> just, they didn't want to be there. Yeah. Uh, also interesting will be if Raphael Devers is available. Because if Raphael Devers is available, Big Scoops Raffi is available. I, I mean, all costs. Like, just burn the ships, figure so out a way Jack, to get Jackson, Jackson Chirio is available for Big Scoops? Uh, no, uh, no, I don't think so. But I, I, most everybody else is. Mostly because I just love the fact his nickname is Big Scoops. And he loves ice cream. Like I, you can well, sell like that's, and he's awesome. And wouldn't you have you'd have to pay him then? I mean, yeah, yeah, which right. is not going to happen. Well, so eh, you know, what if what if you use that Adamus money? They're not giving out another another Yelich contract. I mean, are you kidding me? That's no. that's that's what it would be. Well, I think the I think the prevalent like my thought is, and I know that the, you guys. I'll hear it in the group chats. I'll be like, oh, here goes Charlie carrying the water again. I think they're going to hold a lot of money for Chirio. I think they'll do the Braves shit. And they'll We're be like, so All far right. away from that, though. Are we, though? I don't know. He's you, gonna are, be in- you are out of your mind. No, I, I, Mitch. I'm just going to say it. Mitch, the numbers say that this guy is going to be great. I could be wrong. I you could like, be completely you, wrong. You think but, he's coming up like this year? I, or something. Okay. We'll do we'll figure out the, the wager. But I'll bet you Torrio's up this year. I don't know what the wager will be. We don't have to do a wager. But if you want to put national anthem bet on Torrio being up this year, I will put it. Oh, okay. That works for me. All right. There we go. National I can maybe anthem. see the year after if everything goes well. Yeah, but. I don't I don't know, man. I just he's already in double A kinda. He's gonna start in double A this year. Oh, I don't know. Yeah, we'll we'll see how it goes. We'll see. All right. Maybe I'll. I don't know. Man, I'm already trying to get out of the bet. Maybe I'll go a bit to, back to the hot dog bet. But yeah. Any uh, quick USA thoughts? Do you think we have a shot against Netherlands? You're a low key kind oh, of. Oh, they have a. Expert. They have. They have a shot. I mean, they have a shot. I wouldn't say it's a great shot. I think Netherlands is obviously the better team, but I've been, you know, impressed with their defense. I mean, they didn't have. They didn't give up a single a single goal from open play so far right. and um Netherlands like they're 
forwards don't really scare you. I mean, Gokpo or whatever. Yeah, he's is, good. Is a bit of and Depay is good. I mean, but I think he's hurt and a, a little, a little uh, overrated, I guess. But um, I don't know. Netherlands is kind of weird. I feel like they're not super duper explosive. They're well coached, and, right? Like Louis Van Gaal, like does a really good job with his guys. Like he kind of turned around that program. They were kind of struggling, kind of rudderless, similarly to what I think we've seen with Germany the last couple big tournaments. And he kind of was like picked them up by the bootstraps and has kind of figured it out with this Netherlands team. Former United head man. Yeah. Don't forget. Right. That dude's old as shit. 71. Oh yeah. Uh, hey, sometimes man, that's all, that's all you need. I love the Iranian coach who had the uh, chain out with the, uh, uh, you know, the short sleeve, like mock neck turtleneck, like kind of appropriating Iranian culture maybe, but you know, fitting in really nicely. I like that. Louis van Hall. Yeah. What a, what a guy. Yeah. They have, they have a chance. I mean, it's just going to, the problem with the U S is, you know, again, as everyone's been saying, um, because, you know, you listen to national radio, everyone's, everyone's got a soccer segment now. Oh yeah. Um, And you know, it's true though, that like, we just don't have like that dominant striker that can, you know, be there for set pieces and kind of just punish defenses. They, you know, we just have guys, you know. Yeah, they don't and, they, they don't have a they don't have, you know, he never was this guy, but they need a Josie Altador type, like just this big motherfucker yeah. that can just, you know, get get balls as you're pointing out and just so many things. Like Lukaku did, did it yeah, for right. Bel- for Belgium today. He just couldn't finish. Like that was well, me at the pick. Lukaku pickle. is what you want, or Erling Holland, obviously, those guys. Yeah. I mean It'd be great if you could take somebody from um, somebody who's eliminated and put it right. on your team. Yeah, but... can we can we have Lukaku join like just transfer portal stuff. Like just say, all right, we're uh, we acquire him. He's our he's our striker. Now uh, there was the thing that was shared tonight about apparently there's a real rift between Gio Reyna and Greg Berhalter. That's not great, right? Um, and we'll have to see what, what I was going to say. Like the, the subs, the subs have been weird. Like Shaq Moore is not very good. Yeah. Yeah. And... I don't, yeah. Get, get the fuck out of my face, Shaq Moore. Like I don't want to see Shaq Moore. Like as a very uninformed soccer expert, I do not want to see Shaq Moore ever again. Right. But I would say your, your MVPs are Matt Turner and oh. um, obviously Polisic. Tim Ream. Yeah. The old guy. Yeah. Do you think Tim Ream drinks like a twelve pack after he gets done playing? <laughs> Probably like a whole bottle of like four roses or something. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But like, yeah, um, should be fun, they, man. Maybe they can sneak one early and just hold the pack the line. And, I hope not. I hate that shit. Um, I was talking to a guy who was a former soccer coach, and he was saying he like I never. That was never my thing. I never liked that. It was never something I I really advocated. And I just, if, if like coaches tell me that now, granted, everybody's different. I just, I, it's makes it very nerve wracking, but yeah, it's very yeah, it possible. Does. And it's going to be, going to be an interesting Saturday. I think there are a lot of folks wishing it was a one o'clock start, but that's not how the cookie crumbles. So right. uh, we'll, uh, we'll, we'll see what happens and everybody enjoy this weekend. It's going to be great. Um, should be an awesome weekend here in Milwaukee. Weather's going to get a little warmer too, which is great. I don't think any any bad weather, rain or snow, 
So all good vibes. Take care of yourself. We'll be back Monday. We'll talk about it all. And uh, look forward to speaking to that. And then I'll be back next week at some point. Maybe back on our Wednesday grind, but who knows? I, I don't have. Oh, we, I mean, Bucks Kings. How could we not? How could we tape, tape during Bucks Kings? Ah, the Bucks versus the number one league pass team. Yeah, that should be awesome. That should be a really fun game. All right. Take care, guys. Have a good one. Bye. See you. Bye.